Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here, as always, with Captain Jack. My man. Yes, sir. What's happening? It's good to see you. Hey, hey, hey. How good are you? Good to see you. Yeah. Doing well, Josh. Good. Uh, Josh and I were marcoing uh, today because I as had we to do. talk to, as, yeah, as we do, as mm-hmm. soccer moms. That's right. Soccer mom friends. Mm-hmm. That's us. <laughs> Yeah, we are, we are your we resident have, reformed uh, podcast <laughs> soccer mom team. This is yeah. this is very true. We do have soccer mom tendencies like this, but um, we do. In any case, uh, I had to talk to my manager today mm. about a wage you went all increase. Karen. You went all real soccer mom. <laughs> you called the manager. I, I want to talk to the manager. I want to talk all to right. the manager. <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting Capri Suns and apple slices until I talk to the manager. Nope. <laughs> yeah, why did you? So, why did you have to call the manager, Jack? What happened? Well, I mean, there was there was a lot of things going on. I mm. mean. My wife and I are having our first child, our son, coming in June. You are. So there's that and accounting for inflation and accounting for performance over the last year and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the least that I can do is throw it out there. And the least that they could say is either yes or no. And and, and, and by that, you know, throw, you know, it being, I need a little bit more cheddar. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Come Come give Papa Jack a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> a little bit more potatoes and bacon here, people. Potatoes and bacon. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see how those talks go. It's always, dude. It is. It is one of the most awkward things. Like asking, asking for a raise. Like even even when you know, yeah. even when you know you deserve it. Like your yeah. performance is, you know, heads and tails above everyone else. You're consistent. Like mm-hmm. you check all the boxes. It's still there's just something innate where it's just like I just I I you know you know please please sir may I have may I have some more you know it's just yeah. I hate it 
I hate it. Depending and and our organization is so big and so nationwide that yeah, like this literally conversation is just like starting that that particular direction because mm-hmm. then the director of talent has to get involved and then on top of that the VP of talent has to get involved mm-hmm. and then the VP of HR has to get involved all of them and so there's like layers all the managers to all of this all of them mm-hmm. talking consulting About asking you. poking prodding yes exactly <laughs> evaluating exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. i don't know if i want to be under this scrutiny you know oh uh, yeah well jack uh, i know you deserve it um so i hope i hope you get it um because i hope so i put i yeah. i gave three data points and then i basically gave him a number and I said, if we can get close to that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines, that'd be great. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I am in the throes of trying to find a new car. <laughs> I hate it. So, okay. Yeah. So, it's the worst. So, um, the worst. did the insurance company give you some cashola or? So, they, they, they paid for a rental. As they okay. should. That's all they've done so far. So I'm assuming yeah. they are still in the process of trying to find as low of a price as possible for the car that they totaled. Um, and then that's yeah. what they're going to offer me, right? So um, so I have not received a payout for the car yet, but uh, I'm, I'm, starting, I'm starting, uh, starting car shopping right now. So not yeah. fun because cars these days, just like everything oh, yeah. else, hecka oh, yeah. is expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. So absolutely, it's a lot and of especially fun. just like used cars. I know. I felt like used cars, their prices have surged. Yeah. So you over know, the last couple <laughs> years. So you know, you know what I'm looking for, and I got some guys yeah. at church helping me out. I'm looking for. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. I'm looking oh, for boy. a Ford pickup truck, 1975. <laughs> Dang, 75. You want to throw dude. it back? You want to throw I'm about old, old school, school dude. I want, I want to kick it yeah. old school. I'm looking for, you know, 73, 74, 75 Ford pickup truck, not too high miles. Uh, they're, the, you know, they're out there. And actually. Are they? They are out there and they're not huh. that expensive. I mean, obviously, because okay. they're old and most of them, you know, aren't in that great a shape. But I don't mind yeah. getting, I don't mind getting something, you know, that's a little bit of a fixer because I'm just going to be putting, you know, puttering around, uh, uh, around town with it. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be commuting with it, um, but yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. But after getting you know smashed in uh, my vehicle and my four door basically turning into a two door, I kind of want I kind of want something with a little bit more metal around me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully that pickup I, you know truck what? comes through. Man, my first car when I drove around when I was 16 was mm-hmm. a 1968 four door Malibu. Nice. Chevy Malibu, and that thing yeah. was like a tank, dude. I know, dude. Nobody Seriously. on the planet was gonna mess with no. me and because they knew, yes. like, you will win I will. every, you will win every encounter, unless Steel it's a wins. semi truck. Okay, <laughs> right? right? You will win. You will win. I'm getting a call. Steel Who's calling wins. right now? Oh, Caleb. Caleb Estel's calling. So, okay, so Caleb, awesome dude. He's one of the deacons at at uh, my church. He's trying to help me find a find a car so hang on i might i might cut this out hold on for a second hold on <laughs> josh y- is like yo caleb yeah hey just so you know uh i'm right in the middle of recording uh reformatory pod you're on the air right now <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll call you back. 
<laughs> no, you're all good, man. You're all good. This is this is staying in the pod though, just so you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right, hey, I'll uh, I'll call you when I'm done. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Kale's awesome, dude. I love that guy. So, Jack, my friend, before yes. we hop into our topic today, uh, yes. why don't you give us the Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do you got? Okay. So, you know what? It, it's interesting because some brands, some people talk to some some other people about branding and about cigar brands and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, this particular cigar is interesting because... I think for the amount of money that you're paying for this, um, it more than well um, adjusts for what you're smoking. Okay. So I went with the uh, La Gloria Cubana. La Gloria Cubana Classic Churchill. So there is a. Yes. The the big dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And why I said that, why I wanted a Churchill, because, I mean, the taste of it was really unique. There are some Churchills that you smoke that really just have different flavor than the rest of the line. Yeah. So this series by Gloria Cubana is called the Classic Line. Okay. Um, It comes in different Vitola sizings. Uh, This particular one, though, was rated pretty mid-range in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I smoked it, had, gosh, it was, it, it didn't have, so it had more of like a leathery um, kind of pecan taste up front with okay. like a spicier finish. Okay. Pretty interesting tasting notes. But um, the fillers, uh, Dominican, okay. Nicaraguan, uh, classic. Uh, bi- binders Nicaraguan, wrapper, mm-hmm. Is Ecuadorian Sumatran. Okay. Oh. It is a very interesting mix. Yeah. You don't hear a lot of that mix. Usually, what Josh and I smoke usually is pretty much puro Nicaraguans almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, <laughs> And then they're aged uh, yeah. at different rates, you know? Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, definitely this the one, vein. Yeah. This one is, yeah. So like I said, filler is Dominican and Nicaraguan, binders Nicaraguan, and then the wrapper is Ecuadorian Sumatran. So, um, price point on this, yep. eight fifty for a Churchill. For a Churchill, eight fifty. People, yeah. we do this for you. We are bringing you. <laughs> we are bringing you all the goodness, dude. We got. We brought you a Nicaraguan <laughs> Churchill for eight eight fifty. Yeah, eight fifty. No 850, man, people. that's good stuff. That's good. So this is why you listen to the pod. Yeah. So the uh, the draw, I will say some just some notes. The draw is a little tighter. Okay. Um, so I would do a cold draw before you start toasting, and then actually draw off that first light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the burn, really good, even burn. Okay. So there no issues with construction. So five out of five people love it. Eight fifty, eight fifty for a Churchill, y'all. Yeah, that's 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 hard to beat. I don't, that's hard to yeah. beat. Yeah, 100%. So that is the La Gloria Cubana, Cubana classic, classic in the Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. That, my friends, whether you've heard it here for the first time or not, that is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. And you know what to do. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right. Jack, my 
friend. Yes. Uh, yes. You have a topic for us this week. Uh, I, yeah. I I say that I say that as if you like. <laughs> It's a novelty that, that it's not. Jack is an equal part of this team, uh, but 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 this is one that you specifically talk. You know, as we were like you know talking through stuff today and things like that. Something specifically that you wanted to you wanted to to talk through. So I'll I'll throw it over to you yeah. right now, man, and let us know what's up. Yeah, I really wanted to discuss this idea of slander or gossip in the local church. Mm. Um, primarily, I've been seeing a lot of things on different more. How do I say high viz podcasts, if you will? Hmm. And it it revolved around what what interested me was there was a gal who was on a podcast. I'm not going to name names, but she was on a podcast. Uh, I think she has a doctorate, something along those lines. She was basically saying how if you leave one church or if you're being like spiritually abused, it was just odd to me. Okay. Because she equated something, and people can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but of what I was seeing is like she was basically saying if something happens to you in the church, you shouldn't go around saying, oh my God, and going on social media and doing this and doing that. And that's slander. And it's like, well, Hmm. hold up. If your pastors are spiritually abusing you and you have witnesses, yeah, that's not slander. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Now, there's a way to go about this that I think that maybe she should have clarified that would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that all too often in our culture, if somebody gets critiqued, it's to the level of you're slandering that person. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah. I could give yeah. you an example. Josh and I on this podcast are not very um, fanfares of a certain church planting network. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was scared. I'm like, where are you going with this? What, what? <laughs> Josh and yes. I are not, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. to be very sure. blunt, Josh Acts and I are 29. not very, yes, yeah. Josh and I are not fans yeah. of Acts 29, okay? Yeah. No, and we've made people, that clear. Yeah, and people could take that of what we talk about mm-hmm. as, oh, well, you're slandering this church. Sure. Or you're gossiping. And I would say, no, it's it's a lot of different critiques because Josh and I have been through that ringer a couple different times in a couple different ways. Sure. And so I think I want to throw this. This is like the shoes on the other foot on this episode. It is. Josh, I'm going to yeah. throw it back to you. Okay. All right. What would you say are like some cl- some clear, definitive ways in which we see that it would be like no doubt slander or gossip in the local church versus mm. a perceived critique of how um, certain Christian organizations are doing things and critiquing that versus an absolute slander or gossiping going on in the local church. Sure. Yeah. No. No. I, I think that's a. I think that's an important distinction because I think we need to be able to identify both, and mm-hmm. there is a difference between slandering somebody. Versus doing what we see the Apostle Paul doing in the early epistles, calling people out for the stuff that they're engaging in, right? We see Paul calling out groups of people by name, sometimes individuals by name, saying, hey, either y'all need to stop what you're doing and shape up, or, you know, he's like, you know, these, these guys over here, I've handed over to Satan, yeah, that that they may learn not to blaspheme. You just read that, yeah. And you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like that is that is harsh, Paul. Right? Um, but he did it in an appropriate setting, 
right? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the major major differences, I think I think you begin to see the differences when you see the people that are actually critiquing biblical sin in a biblical way versus just attacking like personality or, or, you know, think, you know, you know, someone's looks, right. Or Mm -hmm. things like that. Right. Or, or, you know, often what comes with slander is making up things that aren't founded. Right. So there's a difference between me calling out, uh, let's let, you know, let's pick someone obvious, like, you know, Mark Driscoll, right. There's a difference between me calling out Mark Driscoll and saying, Hey, this guy, the tendencies that he's shown Mm -hmm. need to be watched. He needs to be watched. And I don't yeah. think he's qualified for the position that he that he is in. There's a difference between me making that statement and supporting it with biblical facts and evidence and biblical concepts that we have in Scripture as to what the qualifications of a pastor are yeah. versus me saying, well, you know, I heard he cheated on his wife and he, you know, struggles mm-hmm. with alcoholism, you know, because yeah. I don't have any evidence for that. Right. Yeah. That would be slanderous of me to do so. And that would be. That would one, it's bearing false witness, right? So I'm lying, right? And I'm slandering this person with statements that I have no evidence for. So there's a difference between me attacking Mark Driscoll in a way that that is unfounded and unbiblical versus calling out biblical issues that are that are that are actually actually substantiated, right? Yeah. So we need we need to understand that is if we're calling if we're going to keep people accountable as scripture tells us to do mm-hmm. and leaders yeah. in the church must be held accountable one by each other two by the congregation right mm-hmm. then we need to understand how to do that correctly and which is why you know we see in 1 Timothy when Paul's talking about bringing a charge against an elder he has particular parameters that you need to follow all right yeah. one it's assuming that the charge is biblical yeah. And it needs to be corroborated by witnesses, right? Yeah. So we see rules in Scripture as to what constitutes slander and what constitutes a real, truthful, honest, uh, you know, you know, um, examination of something that's wrong. Yeah. Right. So, so I would say, I would say it starts with there. I think, I think there's other, other things that feed into it. But you know, if somebody is going to call someone or something out. It needs to be backed by scripture. There needs to be biblical reasons as to why this is happening and biblical evidence to support the reason that they're calling it out. Um, and I think people yeah. don't take that into consideration. I sure. think in the day that we live in today where it's especially with social media, Jack, people yeah. just like people will fly off the handle and they will they will slander everyone and their brother if it if it yeah. puts them in a certain camp or makes them look like a big sweetie to a certain to a yeah. certain constituents of people <laughs> and that's i think one of the problems that we're seeing we can get more into that later cuz i actually have yeah. thoughts on that in a very current topic right now oh, but yeah. but but yep. i'll i'll throw i'll throw it back over to you but yeah yeah those are those are some thoughts i've got <laughs> yeah i just think that um a current issue that's going on in the church in north america right now is the I, I would say this, the uncovering of the rot that we're seeing mm, in sure. American evangelicalism when it comes to um, sexual, sexual abuse. Sure. Mm-hmm. And 
across the board of denominations, but I think one big denomination that's dealing with it that I don't think is dealing with it very well is the SBC. Sure. If you're in an SBC church, if you're not in an SBC church, I think that they have the most spotlight because there's so many. Right. um, I think not only victims that are coming forward of sexual abuse, but then you also have the perpetrators who are just going around and continuing to victimize people and sin and destroy congregations because they're not held accountable. Sure. And um, I think there's a difference. And and somebody, I don't know if this was part of it, but they were, this gal was kind of critiquing the ways in which some survivors of sexual abuse in the church were acting online. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's hard because in one sense... Like those, those mostly women, but there are some men as well too, um, have been transgressed and sinned against in a massively, um, just it's just massively different than any other way that I think other sins happen. Sure. Um, when you have a person who's in a position of power who sexually abuses you, yeah, especially um, spiritual power. Yeah, spiritual yeah. power too. It takes away a lot of things from you. It takes away your view of correct intimacy. It takes your uh it takes away the view of how you relate to people in sure. positions of power, everything. And so to say that people who are speaking out against that are slandering their pastors, I don't know if that was the correct statement or not, but to say that sexual like to say that sexual abuse victims, especially in the church, are slandering people, I find that hard to kind of like take in because it's like they were the ones that were sinned against, and yeah. it's like, well, and, and uh, it's such a it's such a it's such a hard situation because here because yeah. and and again this, I'm not I'm not in the SBC I'm not part of the SBC but you know that's yeah. the context that we're explaining this in right but yeah you know you know you can't. One one sin doesn't justify another, right? Sure. So y- you do have to be balanced in that. Yes, these individuals who were sinned against in horrific ways, in horrific yeah. ways, have every biblical right and reason to call out the abusers and to and to bring sin to light. That needs to happen, yeah. right? But and this is this is I think part of the conversation, Jack, that frustrates me. Because what I'm about to say, like you, you can't. It seems like you can't say without somebody being mad at you, right? Sure. And and yes, these people were sinned against. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it needs to be called out. It needs to. It like a reform needs to happen, and there needs yeah. to be new guidelines set up. All of that is true, yeah. right? Yeah. But it matters how it happens. Sure. Right. Yeah. You can't. You can't respond sinfully to someone that's sinned against you, right? We see that mm-hmm. in scripture, right? We. You know, if anyone had the ability and the right to do that, or, or not the ability, excuse me, if anyone had the right to do that, it was Christ, right? And he didn't. And nobody is ever going to be sinned against more than Christ was sinned against. And yeah. we see his example responding in grace and humility, right? He still called things out. He still responded in yeah. truth, right? But it seems like part, you know, part of this conversation is that, and and, and I think it. I think it ties in is that for some reason, and I think, I think social media has some things to do with it. I think just the Mm -hmm. fragility of, 
of, you know, people putting too much stock in, in, in emotionalism and things. I, I think, I think there's a lot of reasons for this, but it seems like you can't have both. You can't, you can't, you can't advocate for balance without being called out by one of the other camps. Yeah. Right. Like if I, if yeah. I call, if I call, you know, for reform in the SBC, then there's a camp that's saying, oh, you're just a woke individual that, you know, doesn't doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. But if I call for the abusers or excuse me, those that have been abused, the victims, if Mm -hmm. I call for them to follow biblical, biblical mandates and biblical practice and respond biblically. Well, then I'm called out for not being a supporter of the abused. Right. And then it's just like, oh, my gosh, like I can't win when these camps are here. Right. So in this conversation of slander, I think I think it's important to state that is like you have to the rules don't change no matter where you are on the side of the of of the table. Or wherever you know side of the pendulum you're swinging on, like the Bible's clear: don't slander. Like, yeah. If you're going to call sin out, and it needs to be called out, do it. Do it biblically, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I I just feel like that's that's an issue that I have with this whole conversation that I don't feel like yeah. a lot of people are allowing discussion to happen around. Yeah, I think on top of that too, I think that. Um, there was a good, I had a good conversation about reacting to things at work. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that may, that may give you some short anger or something along those lines. We actually did a men's breakfast this last uh, Saturday where we talked about anger. Did you set the fire alarms off? No, we did not. You did not this time? we did not, sir. Improvement. We did not. Excellent. There's, yes, there's incremental improvement here. There's growth. Um, There's growth. Um, there's discipleship happening. There, there is. There's um, happening. <laughs> so I would say that, uh, you know, we talked about short anger. We talked about long anger. We talked mm-hmm. about um, yeah. different other types of anger. The long anger was kind of equated to, you know, um, people in America who are black or African-American um, having to deal with slavery and racism and having that long anger throughout the history of them living in the country. We could equate that to like long anger to a certain extent or like short anger where if I am involved with a, an email interaction with my manager and I feel like he just slighted me. Sure. And I get hot about that. That's like, and then hot anger is like, you're really ticked for no particular reason. And it's going to lead you into a sin. Hmm. I think there's kind of levels to this in which we have let slander kind of also like something will be said about us online and we in our heart of hearts think that it's best to just like go at that person personally, which I don't think is wise at all, which is definitely, no, it's, it starts to lead you on a bad track. It starts to lead you. Okay. I'm not really, but I think this is the, the day and time that we live in right now is that, it is looked down upon to talk about something civilly or to sure. try and go about something in a civil manner versus uh, I think that the the lingua franca of today is basically if you insult me, I got to hit you three times harder back mm. and more personal and more deeper and then insult you in ways that hit you harder. Yeah. Um, so that you're looked like the fool and I'm looked like the winner here. 
So I think that, gosh, that's really, so that's happening in our culture. Mm. And then you take that into the church. Imagine if there are members in your local church that are going through one of your members in your local church maybe has sinned, maybe has done something um, that goes against your membership. Maybe they haven't showed up in a while. And then you start to do some little gossip, little slander here, little da-da-da-da. Um, I just don't see that as a loving way to respond in a local church versus if if you have stuff to say, it should be in a way in which your local church comes together, you you basically shut everybody out who's not a member, and all the members gather together with your pastors on discipline in yeah. the church family meeting and you and you talk about it right there <laughs> sure versus yeah. yeah we don't we we should not be talking about this outside of and in an incorrect manner right because that would start <clears throat> to create stuff that is just not healthy for that person who is going through either a particular either who is getting sinned against or who is the perpetrator and the sinner against another person. Yeah. It just doesn't help those parties in that, in those dynamics. So no, 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 it doesn't. Slander is such an insidious sin because it is the motives of slander are always to make yourself look better than that other individual. Yeah. And because our pride is so ingrained into our old nature, mm-hmm. we will stop at nothing until we have completely demolished that person to the point yeah. to where we we look like the absolute antithesis of what we're trying to make them look like, right? Yeah. And it ruins relationships. It ruins trust. It ruins uh, closeness. Mm-hmm. ruins the ability to be able to worship together uh, in in harmony. Slander in the local church has absolutely no place and no part. Yeah. Now, again, it's important that we make the distinction that, that what we are not saying is that you don't ever call stuff out, right? Yeah. We've already made the <laughs> distinction. Slander is not, is not biblical truth-telling, right? Slander yeah. is lies with a nefarious and an evil intention. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we're slandering somebody, you know, if I if I and, and it's always done, it's usually I mean, I would say 99 percent of the time it's always done behind the person's back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know, and they start, you know, you know, and I start slandering, you know, slandering Jack for some reason. Right. <laughs> I don't it's just because you know I, his, I think his beard's better than me or something like that, and I, you know I'm and I'm and I'm self conscious, right? Um, like I am showing in that moment that my love for myself, my love for my own agenda, my love for my own exaltation, is not only greater than my love for Jack as a brother, but greater than mm. the love that I have for Christ in that moment. Yeah. Hmm. And if we begin to think of slander in those terms, yeah, I think we would think twice before mm-hmm. running our mouth against our brother or sister without biblical cause. Yeah. Um, you know, Jack, I'm seeing this, you know, we, you mentioned the SBC thing, which is very true. There's slander on both sides. Like how, sure. how things are, I think some, I think some, some pockets are handling it really well. 
I think some aren't. Right. And mm-hmm. and it's and it's sad to me because I have a lot of brothers and sisters that are in the SBC that I love very much. And just yeah. knowing the pain and frustration that they're going through because it's their network. Right. It's yeah. their it's their. It, it, um, well, I guess it's not a network. I guess it's a denomination. Their denomination like like they're sad about it. And, and I, I like I feel bad because mm-hmm. that's hard. That's really hard to go through. Something else that I'm seeing that I think hits a little bit closer to home for you and me. OK. It's all this Aquinas crap. Okay, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It hasn't gone away. Okay, no, it hasn't. It no, hasn't it gone hasn't. away. Oh, and this is what's gosh. frustrating. This is what's frustrating. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is because with all of this, should you or shouldn't you? Yeah, listen to Aquinas or agree with Aquinas's <laughs> view of God and you know simplicity and God emotions and all and all all of this stuff. Right, you have people on either side. Right, that seem to forget that they agree on ninety nine point nine percent of all the other th- important doctrine and theology that that they believe in. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and there is so much slander. Oh yeah. Being done. Oh on yeah. Both sides. <clears throat> sure. Both yeah. sides. This isn't just a one one side problem. Both sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are like there are there there are slanderous things being said about brothers and sisters on either side of the of of the aisle, calling them out, right? Saying, "Well, you're not actually 1689, or you're not actually fit to be a pastor, or you're not actually, because of their beliefs in Aquinas." And here's the thing, guys, it's not to that level. Yeah. All right. We need to be able and have to understand how to have a theological disagreement. Without mm-hmm. slandering the other person. Because the yeah. minute that slander happens from either side, I don't care. I don't care. Like, like this is this is for everyone in this. The yeah. minute that slander comes out, you have lost all credibility to me. Yeah. I don't care what else comes out of your mouth. If you are slandering, if your tactic is to slander your brother or your sister on the other side of the argument, if slander is part of your tactic, I, I don't want to hear anything from you. Because you're not mature. Yeah. And you're not approaching this the way that you should. And that's another thing that slander does to the to the discerning person, the discerning person that sees slander, it causes them to not trust that individual. Because if they slander yeah. this person behind their back, they're gonna slander you behind your back. Yeah. Right? If I have the the willingness to slander Jack behind his back to somebody, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the willingness to slander that person to jack behind their back yeah right and we got to stop it we are we are we are eating each other over this stupid argument Mm -hmm. and i am tired of it because i have brothers that i love love dearly on either Mm -hmm. side of this of this issue and the crack shots that are being done and the slander oh, yeah. that is being said is unacceptable. Yeah. It's biblically uncalled for. There's n- yeah. like this is this is not worth it. Yeah. And before someone says, "Oh, you just don't understand the theological implications." Buddy, I grew up at the feet of RC Sproul. I understand the implications. <laughs> Of simplicity yeah. and God yeah. having emotions, all right? And Aquinas and all this stuff, all right? I I I understand the theological implications of these things, I still say it's not worth what's being 
done. Yeah. And yeah. Jack, like that to me, it's so sad because yeah. this all this slander that's being thrown around on this particular issue. And again, this is just one issue, right? This is a this is an issue just across the board in the local church. Mm-hmm. But on this particular issue, like it's ruining relationships that could be incredible. The amount of progress yeah. that we could make as a unified body mm-hmm. in this world that we live in, the advancements that we could see for confessional covenantal theology in Christendom today, if we would all just get our heads out of our rear ends and focus on what's really important, bro, it would be amazing. But no, we're talking about Aquinas. We're talking about practice. That's what we're talking about. Practice. We're talking about practice. Right? We're talking about we're talking about Aquinas. That's what we're talking about. Right? Oh, old school, man. Bro, oh, it's man. killing me, man. It, yeah. It's just this slander's got to stop, bro. It's got to stop. Yeah, I think and the problem is too is that we don't. We don't do it in a way that's going to be constructive. So I feel yeah. like yeah, that's I true. feel like right now mm-hmm. we could have we have all the opportunities and we have all the resources to get people on both sides of this this conversation about Aquinas in a room for a weekend or a week or however long you want to take the fireworks, dude. <laughs> but we, but yeah, we neglect- it needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, we ne- we neglect to do that because yeah. like stop yelling as on we, Twitter, look your brother in see, the eye, yeah, and have a convo. But as we see in Scripture, time and time again, that is not how humanity wants to operate. No, it's in not. our sin nature. No. It is it is time and time again we want to we want to lurk in the lurk in the shadows. Yeah, we want to conspire in darkness. We want our slander, and then, and and then we too. want. We want vengeance on people who come against us in these certain ways, and it it's petty, like mm-hmm. to chalk it up like the whole Aquinas thing. Like to a certain degree, on both sides, there are petty pop shots going on. Some yeah. people are like just like I know people who like who totally love Aquinas and are just doing their thing and really just not caring about the the noise. Sure. Um, and then I have people who don't like Aquinas who are kind of in the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go on being a Christian. And I'm like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's all be more like those folks. <laughs> but a lot of the times, yeah, it is It is more the, yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just fight and divide. Gosh, what is it? The, you want, okay, we got to nerd out for here for just okay. a second. All right, I'm game. Season, fin- season finale of Mando, where she oh, yeah. says, the biggest issue with our people, I think it was the episode before the season finale. Yeah. It's like the yeah. biggest issue with our people is that we always want to divide each other or something yep. like along yeah. those lines. It's that home, is, dude. <laughs> that is like 21st century, 20th century Christians right now that, in that North is, America. That is, dude, even smaller. <laughs> That's just reformed people, dude. Yeah. We are the reformed <laughs> Mandalorians and we just want to eat each other, dude. Like we could, we could have this whole planet, man. All right, I'm I'm going. I'm sounding so postmo right now. Like we could, like we could have ushered Jesus back by now if we had stopped talking about practice. Man, if we if we could have just followed the creed, would have we would have had Mandalore by now, people. Seriously, man, this is killing me. But oh but you look to bring it back. Yeah, slander is a problem, and. It's a problem of the heart. It's a problem of pride yeah. and arrogance and lack of love for your brothers and mm-hmm. sisters. And it has yeah. no place in the church. 
All right. If you see something that legitimately needs to be called out, right, in a brother or sister, if they've sinned against you or you see a pattern of destructive behavior, it's the loving thing yeah. to come alongside that person with the yep. gospel, with the Bible mm-hmm. open and say, hey, here's some things that I'm seeing. Right. Yeah. That is 100 percent different than just shoot just shooting shots over that person's bow, yeah. slandering them. Without, without any thought whatsoever, mm-hmm. to coming alongside them like Christians should, yeah, right. And that's probably the last thing that I'll say about it is slander. Slander's easy. Mm-hmm. Slander is so lazy because you get to call out the problems or the perceived problems without any yeah. thought whatsoever of shepherding or. Mm-hmm. Or or coming alongside that person and helping them, right? It is the equivalent that Jack's been talking about of going on Twitter, shooting your shot, and then logging off. Like mm-hmm. I don't got to worry about that person's emotions. I don't got to worry about that person's you know heart or their mind or their soul. I like it's not not my problem. I can just shoot my shot and go on with my day. And that's what slander is. Yeah, and it's one of the most unloving things that we can do as yeah. God's people to each other. Because it's lying. I mean, ultimately, it lies about who Christ is, right? And it's lying about the unity and the love that we are called to have for each other because of yeah. what Jesus did for us. Yeah. So I feel like it's one of those sins that is like often just kind of kind of forgotten, you know, kind of mm-hmm. shoved under the rug, kind of socially acceptable. Right. I feel like social media has made slander socially acceptable. Yeah. And we've just kind of we have bought into the lie as the church. And I think we are now seeing the destructive consequences of that capitulation. Yeah. To use yeah, a it just word. goes back. Yeah. <laughs> $10 word for you. $10 word. Yeah. Don't um, ask me to say it again. <laughs> No, it's just, I think it just goes back to just laziness. And mm-hmm. you don't want to put in the work of loving your brother and sister, but you want to you want to take the easy way out and yeah. just, you know, put the bullet in the chamber and shoot versus, oh, no, I actually have to construct an argument or I have to use scripture yeah, and confront this person in a way that, I mean, man... It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I have done this in a couple different occasions where I have had to confront men on their sexual sin in men's groups. And it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough because you love them and I care about my tone and how I come across to them and that I don't want them to feel like this is this is God's wrath through me coming to them. No. Like if anything like this is God's loving righteousness that's being shown to them in the scriptures and being shown to them across biblical narrative and, and exegesis and everything like that to show mm-hmm. them that there is standards and there is a way in which God wants us to live in order to flourish. Yeah, And if we go against that, we do need to have accountability. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't go for church leaders. It goes for laymen as well. Yep. It's across the board. And yep. when that accountability goes south, 
I think that's where I think we had a discussion on this. I commented on something of Rudy Rubio's page. Like that's where church hurt starts to happen. Sure. The the lack of accountability. Yeah. When mm-hmm. slander happens. Yep. When you let that fester. Um on either side. Uh leaders are laymen. And so yeah. we just it, it's the hardest thing and I guess this shows how much we are not like God. Mm. This shows how God is infinitely powerful and infinitely wise and infinitely holy because he can love us so well and we can't even love other Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In ways that he loves us in very like infinite awesome ways. And so Yeah. yeah. Imputed righteousness much? Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. It's true. Well, yeah, I think yeah. I think I don't Big I don't, I don't got anything sung, else, man. Sir. Yeah. It's good I think stuff. Big Eva has sung. Anyway, Josh We spicy today, man. We a little spicy. You said you we... said you know, you said last week I was off my game because of the accident. I feel oh, like I, I feel like came back with a vengeance. <laughs> Josh 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 like someone uncorked all, me. All of all I'm thinking about is like some sort of Rocky Three montage where Josh was like <laughs> Practicing I've been, I've been for training, this episode. dude. I have been training my, my. I've been training this whole week. You know, like oh I, you know, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was Rocky one last week. You know, I showed up, but I didn't win. Right. This is like Rocky against the Russian today. No. Yeah. This is Rocky against Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. He's, yeah. he's swinging. He's swinging for the fences. Anyway. That's right. Jack and Josh, out of here, buddy. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's centrality on the local church and mm. how to better love your brothers and sisters in your local church. You too can follow us more on the reformatory on the various dumpster fires called social media, the sociables That's as right. we so the call them. You can follow us on the metaverse, the Facebook, you can follow us on the Instagram mm-hmm. goes well with chocolate and marshmallow, or you can find us on the Piece de resistance, uh, the the tweaker, the Twitter, the little bluebird site, Musterville. It's the it's where all the drama happens. It's the apocalypse to end all sociable sites, if you will. Anyway, you can follow us all on those sociable sites. Talk to us if you have questions. Hit us a DM. Anything mm-hmm. along those lines. If you have questions, if you want to interact with us on those sociable sites, you can follow us at Reformatory Pod, Josh. You can tell the lovely people how they might be able to continue to support our endeavor to make the local church central into the believer's life. Absolutely. There are a few ways. First, if you are listening uh, to this podcast on a platform that allows you to rate the podcast and review the Mm -hmm. podcast, we ask that you do. We know. It is a fact. And this isn't slander. This isn't slander. This is is truth. We know we have many more listeners than we have reviews. So if you are one of those individuals, please, please take this as a gentle, I won't even say rebuke, a gentle encouragement, if you will, to be the longtime listener, first time reviewer uh, and give us a little like rating and review on Spotify or Apple or again, wherever you listen. That would really, really help us out. Helps the get the podcast out to more people. A little five stars for five stole for five solas. Last but definitely not least, we have a Patreon. 
And on this Patreon is exclusive content. If you like this episode, uh, then you'll love the exclusive content. This is your formal oh, yeah. invitation to the Podluck. That's right. Oh, yeah. You heard that right. The oh, Podluck. Yeah. Exclusive content, baby. Exclusive. You get Exclusive. this episode. You would have already heard this episode, right? You would have heard this back on, like, Tuesday, right? Plus, you get you get uh, two extra bonus episodes every stinking week. You get exclusive videos that we post on there, mm-hmm. pictures, mm-hmm. exclusive access, not only to the content, but exclusive access to Jack and I as human beings. So <laughs> if that's something that you feel like you need more of in your life for a $5 holla, that is it. $5 a month. You too could become a Patreon supporter and our pledge to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is our pledge to you. We thank you all for listening. We love every single one of you. Don't slander. Don't be one of those Mm -hmm. folks. We will catch Mm -hmm. you on the next step of the Reformatory.